Hello, this is Megan Liebman, and today we'll be mapping culinary herbs on the 15-Minute Matrix. Welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix Special Nutrition Therapy Series, where we're going to dive into the approaches, practices, dietary theories, and healing foods that have been used in the most successful practices across the globe and throughout history. I'm Andrea Nakayama, functional medicine nutritionist and your host. The 15-Minute Matrix is the podcast that brings you bite-sized insights and lessons, which highlight the most important tool in functional medicine and functional nutrition, and that's the functional matrix. The functional nutrition matrix reminds us of three very important factors in clinical care. Everything is connected. We are all unique and all things matter. Be sure to head over to this episode's show notes at 15minutematrix.com if you'd like to see today's topic mapped on a downloadable matrix to remind you of these critical aspects of care. Today on the 15 Minute Matrix, I'll be speaking with Megan Liebman. Megan, certified functional nutritionist and lifestyle practitioner, master's in human nutrition and functional medicine, and certified holistic health counselor, works as a guide to help each person cultivate their physiological and spiritual nourishment through her work with botanical medicine, functional nutrition, food, supplemental therapies, and lifestyle modifications. She creates a bridge from the place at which you enter the process of nutritional support to the place of nourishment and revitalization. And Megan is one of the lead nutritionists in my clinic and on our team here at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Megan, welcome to the 15-Minute Matrix. I'm super excited to have you here. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks for having me, Andrea. So Megan, you are not only my personal go-to expert when it comes to herbs and herbal medicine, but you're also the go-to expert in this arena in both our clinic and our practitioner training program, Full Body Systems. And one thing I love about your approach is how practical it is. That's why we decided to tackle the culinary herbs together today, because there's so many things we can talk about. But it's because these culinary herbs, they're so applicable. It's They're so practical. So can you start us off by defining what's meant by culinary herbs? Well, herbs have been used as food since time immemorable. I don't think that there is text that actually says when herbs were first worked with as part of a culinary experience for humans. Hmm. So when we look at herbs outside of the powders that we have on our shelves, (laughs) they are, you know, if we want to go from a botany standpoint, they are the leaves, roots, barks, berries, buds, seeds, and flowers of Mm. plants that are used to enhance the flavor of the food that we are eating and drinking every day. From a practical, just very basic place, those are what our culinary herbs are. And when we list out what these herbs are, you know, it's thyme, sage, oregano, rosemary, mint, cardamom, Mm. cumin, parsley, cilantro, 
basil, turmeric, cinnamon, fennel, cayenne, and my last in, or my absolute favorite, which would be ginger. Mm. Did I miss any? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to repeat. It's the leaves, roots, barks, berries, seeds, and flowers. Did I get that mm -hmm. right? Yep. And buds and barks. I think you said barks. I did say barks. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So that gives us kind of a reframe out of thinking that we have to like get into some apothecary mode with mm -hmm. using herbs because we can use them like they've been used, as you said, time immemorable in all different sorts of fashions. And the herbs, the kitchen herbs that you mentioned are all ones we're familiar with. So is there a difference between those bottles and jars we buy at the supermarket and what we can cultivate ourselves in terms of their medicinal properties? Not really. I mean, what you're going to buy at the supermarket, they're going to be dried. Mm -hmm. And the, the one of the things with dried herbs when you buy them at the store is you don't know how long they've been right. on that shelf for. So if possible, I always do like to get fresh herbs. And I'm very lucky. I live on a farm in the Columbia River Gorge, and I have a massive herbal garden. So I'm able to grow all of my own culinary herbs. But not everybody obviously has access to that. But at the same time, culinary herbs are so easy to grow. All you need is light, soil, and a pot, and, a, and ultimately a window. And you can grow your own thyme plants. You can grow your own rosemary plants. You can grow your own basil plants just in your window. And actually, you can do that all year long. So you can pick a few of the herbs that you most feel an affinity towards and just grow those on your kitchen shelf. Or if your kitchen doesn't get great, light your bathroom shelf. Even those with less of a green thumb. That's me. Not pointing any fingers. <laughs> are able to successfully grow their culinary herbs. They're very, very, very forgiving. And, you know, kind of from a spiritual perspective, I feel like these plants, they want to get in your body. They want to help our bodies to heal and, and enhance our foods so that it's more joyful. They really are very forgiving plants to grow. So let's go into that medicinal property. I like to think we all have an apothecary in our kitchen and they are helping our health. How are these culinary herbs helping our health? Why are they medicinal? You know, I love that we're talking, you know, in the context of the matrix, because if we let's just take two herbs, because we could talk all day about all of the herbs I just listed. But let's just take rosemary and thyme. Mm -hmm. Okay. So rosemary is amazing for your circulation. It's good for the nervous system, especially memory. This is actually my favorite herb to work with right now. It's an antioxidant and it provides immune support. And if we look at thyme, it is also an antioxidant. It is also anti-inflammatory and it also provides immune support. And it's also really good for the digestive system. And rosemary also has a particular affinity for the digestive system. And that's due to the fact that these are aromatic herbs, mm. which means they help us digest our food due to their high volatile oil content. So mm. if you were to take rosemary or thyme and just gently rub it between your fingers, you're going to get a very intense smell. And those are the volatile oils that are in um, in the herbs. And these volatile oils specifically stimulate the salivary glands right. as well as our ga gastric secretions. So if we were to map that on the matrix, 
you're looking at the digestive system, the immune system. It's good for the environmental outputs because that's also helping the gastric juices and the liver support Mm. as well. Mm -hmm. It's good for oxidative stress and energy. And it's good for our hormones and neurotransmitters. When we look at those culinary herbs, there's so many areas in the body that can be drastically enhanced just by the simple act of sprinkling these herbs onto our food. I kind of love this idea of magic sprinkles. And, you know, (laughs) Megan, you and I joke or not joke about, you know, being witches, right? So this is a place to be a kitchen witch and really add those sprinkles. And oftentimes I think people, practitioners think that there have to be major shifts in the diet and there very well may be, but this is one way in which we can be upping the ante, 2.0-ing our practice, our food, our recommendations with just some magic sprinkles. And it's such an opportunity, I feel like, for those clients who might not have the kitchen skills Mm. that they think they need in order to be healthy. So I I was thinking about it this morning when I first met my husband, James. He was not in any way, shape, or form confident in the kitchen. His diet, I'm sure you remember, Andrea, was not exactly what we would call healthy. (laughs) And one of the ways that I worked with him to build confidence in the kitchen, which then, you know, was like the cascade effect of that was he then changed his diet was to start with spices Mm -hmm. and herbs. Mm. So I would just have him go in the spice cabinet and smell them and then mix them together. Really, you can't go wrong more often than not. So he would work with some garlic, he would work with some thyme, and he would work with some rosemary. And then he would add those magic sprinkles to his food. And gradually, through working with the spices, he was able to develop more confidence in cooking because his food tasted better, which then gave him the desire to further change his diet. So that's one place for those who are having a hard time who are saying, you know, I don't know how to cook. Culinary herbs are such a great opportunity to bring in for people to just start to play with, to just practice. I mean, I do it with my kids where I'll have them make their own spice mixes and they love it. It's one of their favorite things. And granted, you know, I've kind of brainwashed them. Right. That's That's what they believe in. And you're talking a little bit about the application in terms of making spice mixes. I also know that you use kitchen herbs in your water, in your smoothies, in your juices. You make honeys, oils, vinegars, ghees, pestos. How are you having both the desire, as you talked about with James, but also the know-how to use something in a different... I would never think for instance, to put garlic in honey, but Mm -hmm. you and I did that together and then we could eat that garlic and have the medicinal properties of the raw honey and the garlic. How do you know what to combine or does it matter? Can we just get in there and experiment? I mean, it depends on who you talk to. I really believe that just getting in there and experimenting is the key. So when I first started working with honey, I practiced making honey with thyme and rosemary as a more of an expectorant. So thyme and rosemary are both really good expectorants. When added to honey, they become 
an expectorant and an antimicrobial. And you can take that honey in tea Mm -hmm. if you get a cough or if you just overall are wanting to support your lungs for some reason right now. I mean, I wouldn't know why. (laughs) Right. But, you know, that was just something that I knew the thyme was good for and I knew what the rosemary was good for. And I also knew that I wanted to get those herbs into my kids if they were feeling sick. So what better way to add it to the honey? And honey is a great extractor. So when I say extractor, that means it helps to draw the constituents out of the culinary herbs. And it draws the constituents right into the menstruum, which is the honey, Mm. and then it becomes medicinal. I definitely have studied, obviously, herbs for many, 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 many years at this point. And I was always really drawn to what I can do in the kitchen with herbs. And I just, the more information I gathered, the more I just wanted to eat up. And I'm always looking for ways, new ways that I can turn uh, medicine into food and food into medicine. (laughs) I love that. That's so inspiring. When I think about what I do, Megan, we talked about those dry herbs. And I just thought as somebody without a green thumb, we joked Mm -hmm. about that, but I am or can be a plant killer. I try not to be, but but I I am. (laughs) Um, And what I do, because I want these medicinal herbs, these kitchen herbs, I have a couple things that I choose to do. And I, I'm curious about your thoughts on these. One, I don't buy the bottled herbs. I go to my food co-op and those seem fresher. So mm-hmm. even my boyfriend, Dave, notices the difference when he buys the garlic powder from the co-op in bulk versus when he buys it on the shelf, like the consistency, the flavor, like can't even get over the difference. So I choose to buy my dried herbs from a place where I know they are more fresh and more tended to. Mm -hmm. And the turnover in my food co-op for those kind of things is high enough that it's not like when you go to the bulk area of your larger grocery store and those may be sitting for a long time. The Mm -hmm. other thing I do is I buy herbs whenever I see them at the co-op or at the farmer's market. And then I just pull the leaves off and I use them in different ways sprinkle them on food. So I always am looking for what's fresh, what can I get my hands on? And that's the way I do it just as a difference between what you might be able to do and my aptitude. I'm also not afraid to experiment in the kitchen. So I like to play and I'll use those sprinkles all the time. What are your thoughts on that approach? I think that's perfect. If you don't have a co-op that's even that's close by, you can also get really beautiful dried herbs of high quality from places like Mountain Rose Herbs or Frontier, which is another co-op that you can get herbs. I I typically stick to Mountain Rose Herbs because I I just trust their antics. And as a company, I think they're really great. I love that you brought that up because one thing that can be really fun to do is to do the sense test on herbs. So if you have a bottle of herbs that say you got from a more, you know, larger box store, there's nothing wrong with that herb. doesn't mean you need to throw it away, but it's good to look and compare So if you were to get, say, oregano from Mountain Rose Herbs and then you have an oregano from your big box store, you can see the difference. Which one is more vibrant? Which one has more of a a stronger smell? Which one has a stronger taste? You know, you can invoke the senses in this to actually really see 
what the quality of the herbs are. And if they're the same, then great. But if you see one is, you know, if you see that the mountain reserves or the frontier herbs are look more fresh and taste more fresh and smell more fresh, then that's the, the route you want to go. Brilliant. And Megan, you talked a little bit about rosemary and thyme as expectorants that you put into honey. Are there any other favorite uses of those two that you highlighted for us? I do everything I can with these herbs. So lately I have been sweating using salt to sweat them Mm. so you just I just take my magic bullet I put salt a good probably two to three tablespoons of salt with a good size handful of rosemary and a good size handful of thyme and then I just blend it and then I spread it out on a cookie sheet and it dries and then you have a really simple herbal salt love that that's so inspiring (laughs) another great thing to do is to just add them to apple cider vinegar You just take a jar. You're going to want to use a cloth of some kind because if you put the metal, like if you're using a mason jar and then you put the metal lid, it's going to corrode. So you take a mason jar, stuff as many herbs as you can. So as much thyme and as much rosemary. This one I actually like to add sage into as well. And then you cover. You want to make sure the herbs are covered completely with vinegar. And then you just let it sit on your counter for two or three weeks and then you strain it, and now you have a beautiful herbal vinegar that you can add to salads. Sometimes I'll just add that to my water because I'm feeling I need that extra boost. But it's just a simple act that is going to, no matter what, add those magic sprinkles, as you said, to your health regimen. And it's also going to help build confidence in the kitchen, I think. One thing I'm thinking about just to kind of end our conversation for today, Megan, is how inspiring it is for clinicians, coaches and clinicians to just take action here, pick an herb each week, each month, however often you communicate with your clients or your audience, and include a way that they could use that herb in their kitchen, whether it's a recipe or a tip or something simple like you shared. And it really does bring us into this 2.0 with magic sprinkles opportunity. 100%. And it will build confidence for them too and trust in their food. And they'll feel a difference. They really will. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Megan. So much fun. And I'm always inspired to get in my kitchen and start playing after we talk. Yay. Well, I'm excited to be here. And thank you so much for having me. The 15-Minute Matrix is brought to you by me, Andrea Nakayama, and the Functional Nutrition Alliance. Check out the latest in functional nutrition at functionalnutritionlab.com forward slash blog. The 15-Minute Matrix is produced, mixed, and edited by Rowan Bradley with production support from Natalie Merrill and the team at the Functional Nutrition Alliance. You can find episodes on all kinds of topics with more incredible guests at our podcast website, 15minutematrix.com. And if you'd like to be notified each time there's a new podcast episode by email, please head over to 15minutematrix.com forward slash notify. Also, We'd love to hear from you. Get in touch with us. We want to know your thoughts, your feedback, and who you'd like to hear on the podcast. You can email us at ask at 15minutematrix.com.
www.thepurpleshow.com. 